Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. We are back at it for a third season. We've kind of had some wonky timing, but we've decided that fall of 2021 is going to be season three of the Brave New Teaching podcast. We could not be more excited to welcome you, our internet and podcast universe friends, back with us. We are going to be talking today about getting brave, just being brave inside the classroom, outside of the classroom. We've got some cool PD to tell you about. Amanda is here. Don't you worry. It's not just me. Hi, Amanda. Hi, everybody. Hooray. We're back. I'm so excited to be here again. We have not recorded in a while. It has been a minute because, and I'm sure we've told you all this before, but Amanda ends her school year like a damn month before mine ends. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to have everything ready to rock and roll for the end of the school year, like way earlier in the spring. So we have not sat down to podcast in a while and it just feels good. Doesn't it? We don't, we don't want to go back and think about how difficult the last. Nope couple months of school were. And so we made an executive decision, a mental health decision to just be done, throw some replays at you and then come back fresh and spunky. And that's exactly how I actually feel. I feel very fresh and spunky because I showered today, everyone. Thank you. That makes one of us. So mazel tov to you. Friends, we are talking today about uh, what it's like to be brave. We're going to talk about the brave things each of us is doing. We have a cool PD opportunity for you. The Educators to Educators Summer Reboot 2021 is coming your way. We're going to tell you all the details in a minute. But first, we need to cue the music. 
listening to Brave New Teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. feeling brave today? Raise your hand, just one if you're driving. If you are feeling brave or you're thinking maybe in a few minutes after this episode, I might be in a place to start feeling brave. I am. Are you, Amanda? I mean, I feel like I'm coming down off of my brave high because my brave move is not the same as yours, actually, this year. That's true. That is true. I feel like, you know, one thing that we really want to share with you all today is that if you guys have a chance to tune into the E2E conference, we created a video and it's Marie and I doing pretty much what we do here, except you get to see our faces. Yeah. We put on makeup that day. We did. (laughs) And we really kind of broke down the things that we think it's going to take to bravely step back into the classroom this upcoming school year. And so this podcast episode is going to veer a little bit more into our personal decisions in terms of this, this concept. So yeah, this is a, let's get caught up. Let's, um, and we also really want to tell you about the E2E, the educators to educators summer reboot 2021 conference. It is coming up very soon, July 16th through 18th. You can register for free, go to our show notes and we have a uh, link there for you so that you can get yourself some really high quality teacher PD it's, you know, the, the best kind it's, it's for teachers by teachers. So like, why wouldn't it be great? Right. Yeah. Carrie Conover is the head boss in charge. And the theme this year is back to basics, which is so helpful. Um, so we hope you guys will check that out and kind of get our version of this podcast video, video version there. And you can hear like a breakdown But today, I think Marie and I really just want to tell you exactly what our brave steps are and have been over the summer and getting ready for going back to the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to get us started because Amanda has made a big leap. And if any of you follow her on Instagram, you already have an inkling of like where we're going with this, but she's just going to talk through some pretty big decisions that she has made in her career and her life in the last few months. Mine is nowhere near as like epic as Amanda. Um, And I have a feeling that many, if not most of you listeners out there are in a similar boat to myself and that I'm going to be going back into the classroom. Um, I know a lot of people are moving schools because I've been hearing from a lot of you. I'm doing nothing that crazy. I am staying in the same school in the same classroom where I have been since I was a wee baby little last teacher not ass lass. I heard it. Uh, and, (laughs) and I am though going to be taking on a couple new roles. One that I started off this term, this like the end of this past school year, the end of the 2020, 2021 school year, I had a TOSA teacher on special, special assignment in case that's not an acronym that has made it across all of edubabble, uh, where I am specifically for my campus working on equity and inclusion that's big. Like it's, it's big. I'm doing things for inside the classroom, like for classroom, our classroom teachers coming up with like mini lessons and activities and that sort of thing for, uh, in geared towards equity and inclusion. And a lot of that starts with community building. And I know very well that you can build an amazing community inside your classroom, but if the 
how do I say the climate on campus is not a very tight knit or well bonded community. Your classroom community can only go so far. So I've kind of expanded my view to the community on our campus at large. And I'm working in conjunction with a lot of my good friends on campus. Like we are a pretty good team and that so many of us have worked together for so long that we can really read each other. So that's like, it's, it's really cool. Um, but like my specific role has to do a lot with working with our staff. So I have run a few, gosh, a good handful of like all staff classified and certificated staff PD sessions. I'm going to be doing some more of that next year because all of last year was on zoom and it was kind of rough. And then I was, so we get to do some stuff in person. I get to work with our like activities and ASB and our administrative team and other teacher teams to be able to create some really cool programs on my campus. It's not all altruistic. Like I have to be super upfront. My own kids are going to be coming to my high school. <laughs> and so while I love my students and I just love our community because it is my home and it's where it's where I've been building this life. It's also my babies are going to be coming through the halls of my high school. And so the, I have like a big drive and a vision that way. Um, and it just makes me like really connected. I know some of you have that same sort of like you're working in the high school or the middle school or the elementary school where you attended. I'm in my same district, but I'm at like our rival. It's kind of a funny thing when I tell my students where I went to school, they're like, what? You're a traitor. And I'm like, actually, I've been at our school for like triple the amount of time, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, well, actually. Yeah. So I'm really excited. It comes with a release period because I'm going to be doing so much collaborating with other teachers. Another new thing outside of this position that I'm doing is I'm starting on our campus I will be the ethnic literature teacher. We've not had any ethnic studies or ethnic literature courses in our entire district. We're a K-12 unified district. And so there's a small team of us from the ELA side that have been developing a um, an ethnic literature course to be taught at all five of the high schools. And I'm obviously the one teaching it at my high school. And so we're going to be working on that a little bit this summer, but I'm really excited to get that off the ground next year because the babies who are going to be seniors, many of them I have taught since they were freshmen, just because that's how it all worked out with my teaching assignments. So I've had some of these kids that are going to be in this brand new course where, you know, I mean, you guys know how it is when you're teaching something brand new or you're teaching something that's new to you or new to the world. Like not that ethnic lit is new to the world, but it's new to our world in my school. It's all so experimental because you're like, well, let's see what sticks to the wall. Let's see how this works. And like going to be doing a lot of learning and I'm excited to do it with this group of kids because I've had like a really good experience with them. So that was my long but short spiel about the things that I'm going to be doing. I just, it's, I love doing new stuff, but it does take a certain amount of like bravery in that I have to go parts of this, not might fail. Parts of this will absolutely dumpster fire fail. And like, that's going to be okay because then the next step will get better or it'll get worse. And then somewhere down the line, it's going to get better, right? Like my type A personality is very much in the like, I don't really want to try if I don't think it's going to work, but I've had to put on a brave hat and be like, well, it's probably not going to work, but if it's worth happening, then it has to fail and then it can get better. Yeah. So. Well, so here's, I think where the segue is because I think for the bravery component that you're really hitting on Marie, and I I've had this conversation also with other teachers in our community is that it takes a lot of bravery to envision yourself and your teacher identity as something other than just being in the classroom. 
And whether that means taking on new leadership within your building or doing something entirely different from teaching, I think one of the the brave steps that happens in your career around where we're at. So if you guys have been here for a while, you know, Marie and I are around the same we're like mid-career, I'd say, educators. We're in our 13, yeah. 14, 15 year. Like we're not, it's only you know, mid. we're not new. <laughs> we're not like vet, vet, vets. But we're kind of at this point where I think both of us want to envision what we're capable of in a new light and with new responsibilities, but not necessarily stepping away entirely from helping students. And so I think that's what's really cool about what, what you're doing, Marie, is It is hard to stand in front of other teachers and help them without seeming like you're just telling them what to do or better than them. I have this. No, totally. Well, because there's, yeah, I mean, and you and I have received the same criticism, like, because we've told each other about it, where you sound really condescending. And I'm like, dude, that's my voice. Like, I don't know what you want from me. But like, when I really do reflect on that kind of critique and criticism that like, I mean, that's the stuff that I get from like YouTube and social media. I have to be very conscious of it. Like, I know we both do. And there's, I mean, to get into the feminist perspective as well, being a woman and standing up in front of other adults, especially, and talking about things about which we have very deep knowledge is an interesting place to be because yes, because of all the reasons, because of the way you come off, because of the way that you, whatever, pe- that other people perceive me and you and other people like us, it's a, uh, the what ifs can crush you. Right. And, and that's so that's the, brave. that's the brave. And that's the brave. Yeah. yeah. And well, and so like anxious me over here has to like put that in its box And then go, well, parts of this are going to fail. Like that's for me, the biggest piece of therapy that I've taken out of like (laughs) so many years is just being like, well, no, it's going to go badly. Parts of it are going to go badly. I might go great, but like, it's probably going to crash and burn in a few spots. So like be ready for that. And then that makes me really good on my feet. This episode is brought to you by Curriculum Rehab by us, the team here at Brave New Teaching. It is the first and only teacher PD of its kind, a course to help teachers like you by guiding you through creating your own personal framework for curriculum. You make it work for you, your students, and your unique situation because nobody else knows what the kiddos in your classroom need the way that you do. Curriculum Rehab takes all of the resources available to you. All of the lessons, the assessments, the activities, all of the texts, everything that could possibly be there for you. And it helps you organize what you actually need in order to attain your teaching objectives. These are the strategies that Amanda and myself have used in our own classrooms, have developed over very long years of teaching and figuring things out combined together to create this framework and these strategies that we can guide you through. This course will give you the tools you need for a complete curriculum overhaul, or to start from scratch. Wherever you are on that continuum, it does it all for you and with you on your timeline. So start today, do a little bit more in a couple of months, and then pick it up next summer. It's teacher PD the way it should be on your own time. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash course for more information, or just head to the show notes for this episode. We cannot wait to see you there. It's finally time to take control of what goes on in your own classroom and create the curriculum of your dreams. All right, let's get back into the show. Okay, Amanda, are you ready? 
I'm ready. I'm like taking deep breaths. This so, is be hard to talk about. So brave new teaching friends. I'm going to do this is this is the part in our programming where we <laughs> turn over to our NPR voices. Now I'm going to <laughs> uh, interview Amanda about her choice to make a big change. Amanda, do you want to give us a quick like elevator pitch? Here's what I've decided to do. And then we're going to dig into a little bit of the why and the what that means for your family, et cetera, et cetera. So Amanda, elevator pitch, go. I resigned. (laughs) Not from the world, from the teaching profession. Yeah, I resigned from my classroom position at the end of the school year, the very end of the school year. It took me until there were only three days of school left to actually pull the plug. And so I am stepping into a brave new world of being, so to speak, so to speak, being a teacher, author and professional development creator and deliverer um, presenter. And I just, I'm just starting a whole new chapter of my teaching journey. Yep. So that's the quick version friends. And it was literally like three days before school got out and she was like, I did it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So let's actually look, I don't know. Do you want to go back first and then go forward? Sure. Okay. So you started thinking about this decision when, like really seriously, not like the, oh my God, grades are due. I'm quitting my job, but like (laughs) truly like envisioning, like something needs to change. Like what, when did that critical mass start to build in your brain? 2015. Oh, I did not see that coming. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) Ever since beginning my TPT journey, I had always had it in my mind after meeting some incredibly inspiring women at some conferences and going to conferences myself that were not TPT. It has always been a dream of mine to full-time provide professional development and write, write curriculum and be an author. That has always been a goal. And so when I went to the TPT conference, I think it was the 2013 or 2014 it was like Orlando or Anaheim. Either way, I made a promise to myself and I said, I want to be working from home full time before Hugo is in kindergarten. Damn, girl, you've never told me this. It was a goal of mine. Well, it was like, it was a goal, but it was also like, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to really do that. Like that sounds impossible. And so it was one of those things that I said out loud and then it kind of disappeared. And I had, you know, I had my son and the school I was working at at the my first school had a very strict rule in their contract that I was not allowed to do any business whatsoever under that contract because everything I created for my classroom was property of the school. Yeah, I know. It's so controlling because I know that there are other school districts and like there have been questions even in my school district of like, is this, how does this quite work? And it just feels like an abusive relationship when things are like stipulated in such a way, but I I get it, but also come on, man. (laughs) Well, and here's the thing, like most of the stuff I was making was really just for my kids. And it was for me, I was teaching very unique sections of classes. Um, the things that I was doing, I was not asking my teammates to pay for or anything. So there was a kind of, it was very difficult to kind of see through the weeds on that one. And then Uh, When I did switch schools, I made very clear that one of the things that I want to be able to do is the side hustle at the time. And they said, no problem. And so it had always been a goal of mine. And I've always been looking toward the future of being able to 
stay home with my family for a little while. Right. I was not a stay at home mom. I know I took my kids to daycare when they were four months old and you know, the whole thing, it's not easy. Um, and I love working. I love working. So it's just that I really wanted to have a more remote, flexible lifestyle. Um, the other part of that dream comes into play when I think I talked about it on one episode. Uh, but Luis and I have always wanted to take a year long sabbatical and take a trip down to South America and spend a year basically traveling South America and Central America with our kids, homeschooling and on the road, schooling them for a year on a lot of the culture that is part of their roots. Their grandparents are from Guatemala and Mexico. I spent a lot of time of my life in Argentina. And so we've always been kind of looking toward you know, that time in our life when we can do that, when we can go be on the road, be in an RV, in our truck, in whatever, in like, you know, an Airbnb in another country and still be able to afford our life, but also be off the grid a little bit. We're very off the grid travel loving people. So that was also part of the background. So I think that that, I'm glad you asked that Marie, because I think some people see that I quit and they're like, oh my gosh, it was out of the blue. Well, they're like, oh, the pandemic took her out. And I'm like, no, I think that that was the final, 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 final needle, tiny straw that you just said, if there's ever a time it's now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize though, that like you saw so early in your career, such a, I mean, early, well, no. How long did you, when was Hugo born? What year? Cause okay. My oldest was born in 2013. 2017 is when 2017. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big vision before like 2015, before you even have any babies to say, this is what the life that I, I, I think teachers, because uh, I've felt this before. I mean, I've, I've talked about it on the podcast. I have left the classroom multiple times and been pulled back in. Yeah. Like I've left, I've left the classroom wholly because, well, I was in California and there were no stinking jobs. And I was like, forget it. I'm going to be an actor. And then I got my theater masters and I was like, I am not an actor. Um, and I went back into the classroom. And then later on, I left the high school classroom to do some elementary work for a couple of years and then went, nope, nope, I'm a high school teacher. Like I kept getting reaffirmed, which I guarantee is going to happen with you. I think it's just going to be a different timeline, right? Like it's just yep. going to be, I mean, I know you're pretty damn well. So I can see that your soul will be fulfilled in different ways, depending on the different things that you do. And like, yeah. I, I don't see you away from teenagers forever. Me neither. I, yeah. I really don't, but you know, to your, you know, the pandemic, I think if we were to fast forward, the pandemic definitely sped things up. I think I wasn't planning on it this soon. I mean, Hugo's only three, so we still have two more years before kindergarten. So you can either look at it as like, yikes, or like, yeah, go you, you beat your goal by two years. The pandemic was difficult. I learned a lot about myself. Uh, this is the first year that I started getting help from a life coach. Well, um, I'm going to make you pause for anybody that doesn't yeah. realize this, both Amanda and her husband got COVID and had two children at the time Hugo had just turned three. Yeah. And so she wasn't even two yet and no one could help them. Those of you with little kids, just really think about what that's like when you feel like you are like when you're even a little bit sick and no one can help. Like, yeah, that, of course that would make you start to put some things into perspective in ways, or, or it would further push things into a perspective that like you may not have been ready to like go for yet. Well, in our, you know, our school that, that fall semester, like right before we got COVID was really where things started to fall apart. You know, I think I was always, and I'm not here to trash my school. I, I worked at a wonderful school. I think that, that there's 
a lot of potential for growth there. But for me, the the growth was just not happening at a pace that was keeping up with my ambitions. It, and my it didn't jive. It just, it just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't. It was oil and water, right. And in, in some of yeah. the big value things that you have. Yeah. And one of those big things is I want to work for a school district that prioritizes teacher input and voice more than parents. And that's just kind of not where I was at and not, and I don't think I really got a chance to realize that until the pandemic, uh, where you see exactly how much power the handful of loud parents have. And I had made my voice very clear to my administration multiple times saying, I'm not well, I'm struggling. I need help. I don't think I want to keep working here. Like I've been saying, I had been saying that since October out loud to people. So it it wasn't a out loud, not just to me. Yeah. (laughs) No, it wasn't just in my head. Um, And I was, and I, and I have, I am like you, Marie, like it's very difficult for me to not have it all together. Um, I'm very much the captain of every ship that I'm on and keep it together for everyone. And I wasn't able to keep it together. And so I ended up, you know, getting some help and and that was really incredibly <laughs> helpful. Wow. That's pretty redundant, but you know what I, you guys yeah, know what I mean? Okay. You know, I think that was just realizing in your life. So if you're, if you're feeling like you're in this position where you don't know if you want to stay or go, or you already have decided to leave, or you've already decided you're going to stick it out, but you're not happy about it. For us and and my family, it was a combination of factors that helped us make the decision. One was that I already was poised and prepared and planning on leaving eventually. So this was not out of the blue. So right. It was just a total shock to the system. It's something you've been thinking about. And it was it was a matter of timing. And yes. And it's still yeah. terrifying because PS, all y'all teachers who buy stuff on TPT don't buy anything in June. So it was a rough June. So the thing is though, for me being an entrepreneur is what I'm hoping it's going to do for me is give me the chance to kind of stretch my wings. I've been pretty confined. I've been feeling a lot like a, you know, a bird and trapped in a cage, a little Jane Eyre metaphor for you. And I'm excited to spread my wings and I'm excited to sit down and actually write unit plans and actually write materials for novels that I've never gotten the chance to teach. In every teaching situation I've been in, I've been confined to very scripted curriculum and trying to work my way into creating a personalized version of that. Um, And you guys have have heard, you know, when we talk about curriculum rehab, that's like the lipstick I had to put on the pig. You know, I had to make curriculum rehab work for me because I had to create something around what I was handed to make it meaningful for, for me and for my students in a way that still honored and respected what the school was asking me to do. But so a lot of good things have come from, you know, my experience. And I, like you said, I don't plan on being away from teenagers for very long. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to hang out with my kids and see what happens in early, early elementary school, try to do some more traveling and get out of here and write and write. I'm working on a book proposal right now. And I just want to write. I love to write. And you guys, as teachers know, if there's one thing that's impossible to do is get to a creative headspace in the middle of teaching. (laughs) <laughs> it's well, yeah, I mean, create creative so in that hard. where it's not all school, right? Like we can get super creative about lesson plans and that sort of thing, but it is very, very difficult to like dive into a personal creative endeavor when you are torn in so many directions. And I mean, that's just, that's just what it is, right? Like that's yeah. just what it is. And part of it is enthralling and invigorating. And part of it is like, no, I need a minute and you need a minute. And even, and even with lesson planning, like, I feel like I always had three or four preps. So I feel like I could only put my full 
attention onto one of the three. And then right. the others had to wait for the next year or, or whatever. And, like, and I never really got to, I feel like all the unit plans I look back on, they're really good weeks one through three. <laughs> and then they go, wah, wah. I I've got, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm similar in that, like the individual things are great, but I, there's, I am such a post-it planner, but the problem is when you can't get back into your classroom or like whatever it is, or you like put things into weird places and then you're like, how in the actual heck did I string that together? Yeah. 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 So you get to actually like be mindful and sit down and look at the entire sequence and look at the transitions in between. I think it's going to be really good. I've already seen some of the stuff that you've been creating and it's just going to be up from here. So, okay. Tell us, Tell us your top goals for uh, right now. It is July, 2021 by July, 2022. What do you want to see? I want a book deal. Okay. That's, that's top of the list. Done. I've granted it to you. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm in, I'm in the business of making dreams happen. So, okay. Oh, what's out? What else? Nice to know you. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to buy, so in the next year, have at least two full year curriculums published. So okay. uh, an, 11, an 11th grade and a ninth grade, um, and a, well, nine, 10 and 11 is what I plan on doing. I think I should have two out of those three done by next year. Okay. All right, my friend. That's awesome. And that's very brave. And my, I've told you so many times how proud I am of you, but now I know our listeners can hear it too. We're all very well, proud of you. Thank you. And, you know, I, I just, I wish everyone well, you know, this, there's more, you know, family stuff too that I, you know, I haven't really talked about here because it's very personal, but like, I really want to be available for my in-laws. You know, I have some people who are not feeling well. We want to take them on some last trips before things get worse, you know, things like that. I really right. want to be available to help out with. So that was a big motivation in the decision. And uh, I can tell you too, the other thing that made it really hard, my husband is also an entrepreneur. So now, Yeah. Yep. I want you to think about this. There are two entrepreneurs who are now going to be paying for private health insurance and trying to support a family. This is not, this and, not and I will, I will say it's, it's a great place, not an easy decision, it's but like so it also scary. needs to be, needs to be mentioned that like, let's acknowledge the privilege of being able to make a choice like that. Right. Like let's yeah. acknowledge the fact that yep. you are in a place where you can make this choice and where you can make these decisions for your family and take these chances. Absolutely. And there's a certain amount of safety net built into the life that you have. Right. So I, but it's still, it's cool. I mean, when your entire life is not your own only because you have children and things get a little bit different. So I think it's really cool and I'm excited for you. And I know our listeners are excited to see what happens next. Yeah. And we have some pretty cool things planned here through brave new teaching. We've already, did you like that segue? Um, yes. We have already announced very slowly, but we can make a bigger announcement. We are starting a new educator mentorship program. If you or somebody you know is a new teacher, and by new, we mean three years of classroom experience or less, and you think would benefit from mentorship from the two of us, we've got a great opportunity for you. We are kicking it all off August, 2021. So make sure if you're listening to this right now, head over to bravenewteaching.com. Check out our show notes. We will have a link to more information about brave new teachers 
new educator mentorship. And we're really excited because it's going to be a small group. And so we get to dig in and do a lot of cool work and like be there in the moment, having live calls, having workshops and that sort of thing. For like we're our... actually going to get to hold your hands. Yeah. We're, we're going to actually be able to do the things we talk about, like f- mentoring and fostering our next generation of educators. It's ah! it's literally what we want to do. So we're excited about that. I'm excited to see where things go for Amanda in the next few months in the next year. I'm excited to share with you all what sorts of PD I'm creating for my school, what sorts of programs I'm helping put in place on our campus and whatever I can share, I absolutely will. Yeah. Who's ready to get out there and get brave? Hey, season three, we just kicked it off. We're ready to go, everyone. This is- yeah. This fall is going to fly by. I it already really know is. It. And if you fly. haven't already done so, if you are ready to get back to the basics, once again, head to our show notes and check out the E2E Summer Reboot 2021 going July 16th through 18th, 2021. Oh my gosh, the year's more than half over. Friends, oh. thank you so much for listening. We cannot wait to see you again next week with another brand new episode of the Brave New Teaching Podcast. And until we meet again... Bye. Bye, everyone.